Hey, Hop listeners, before we start the show today, we want to take a moment to thank our friends over at FNX Fitness. You've heard us talk about them before. FNX is your one-stop online shop for all the supplements you need to get the most out of your workout. They have pre-workout. They have post-workout protein. They have super greens. They have vitamins. They have a bunch of cool merch. Uh, You know already that I'm a fan of that vanilla milkshake whey protein. It is, and I can say this definitively, the best protein I've ever had. It is absolutely delicious. Counteract your beer drinking with some health over at FNX Fitness. Head over to fnxfit.com and get 15% off your purchase using our exclusive promo code. Uh, enter HOPOD15 at checkout. That is H-O-P-O-D-1-5 at checkout. Save 15%, get a great deal, and get healthy even in quarantine. All right, let's grab a drink. What's up? Hello. How we doing, everybody? Welcome into another great round of The Hop. Your boys, Gabe and Steven, are back for another great edition on this wonderful Thirsty Thursday. And uh, we got another great brewery. We visited this one, so we're very excited for this one. And uh, yeah, we are ready to get into it. How we feeling, Steven? Oh, this is such a big day. It's round 50. 50. 5-0. We're over the hill, man. I don't know what, what hill we're over, but this is a, this feels like a monumentous occasion. This is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. We we definitely are raising a, a glass high and mighty for this one. We've done fifty of these. Our God only knows what our livers are like right now. <laughs> they're I think they're better off for it. And uh, <laughs> they're stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Remember that. <laughs> and we're celebrating <laughs> with uh, a tour of 67 degrees brewing out of Franklin, Massachusetts. We got another edition of our taproom special segment coming up. We have news and notes as always. We got a fun topic. We got a whole lot to do. Woo! At the HO Podcast. That is us over on Instagram and Twitter. And you should head over there because you'll get to see pictures of all the beers we drink. You'll get to see some fun content that we put out. Little previews, teasers, trailers, uh, fun videos we make from time to time. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Obviously, you found us somewhere. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you've done that, you can click the bell on there and then you'll get notified every time a new episode drops. So every Thursday, you won't have to remember to listen to The Hop. It'll just be there for you. And most importantly, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, That really is the most helpful way to get in touch with the show. Tell us your thoughts. uh, Recommend breweries to us. uh, Tell us you love us or you hate us. You know, whatever. Preferably the first one. Let us know what breweries to hit next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know what other types of drinks we should be drinking. Let us know if anyone can get their hands on that bag pouch thing that we talked about last week because we would love, and I repeat, we would love to play slap the bag for you guys. Um, Definitely let us know. And again, we're here to make the show uh, for you guys. Let's get into the news. Beer news. So we're kicking things off with some sad news today. Heineken has uh, announced that they will be cutting 14% of their workforce due to the pandemic. 
Heineken uh, is hopeful for the future, but for now they are going to uh, cut 14% and they're also going to cut management jobs. Uh, obviously, restaurant and bar closures have hit their profits in a major way. Um, this does come after the company had pledged not to lay off employees at all as a result of coronavirus through the end of 2020. That was a pledge they made out in, uh, back in April. Obviously, circumstances have changed somewhat. Um, so with this news, Heineken is becoming the first of sort of the big three global brewers uh, to announce a, a large job cut of this nature, the other two being and Heiserbusch and Carlsberg. Um, but for now, they're the only ones announcing any major job cuts. Um, Simon Hales, who is an analyst uh, from Citigroup, said that the plan cuts should be seen as an encouraging step in the right direction on the new chief executive's journey to balance top-line growth and margin delivery. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a strategic step that the company's taking. Uh, it definitely has a major impact for the employees that work there, but um, it's really not that much of a surprise given everything that's going on. I don't think it's huge news, but it is uh, something to to be aware of. Yeah, and from what we've read, they do sound optimistic for 2021. I think most of us are dealing with this ongoing issue, so hopefully... You gotta yeah, be, man. That's, that's all we have at this <laughs> point. Um, but yeah, hopefully they can uh, they can pick it back up in 2021. Speaking of Anheuser Busch, they are upping their marketing investment in Golden Road Brewery out in LA. They are going to focus on the Mango Cart Wheat Ale and the Fruit Cart Hard Seltzer, um, two awesome additions from Golden Road. Um, it is it is being known as a big bet for the year of 2021. They are planning to increase their investment in the LA-based craft brewery, which they acquired back in 2015. Um, we don't have an exact number, but we do know it is seven times the investment, so uh, that's a pretty penny. Um, they... <laughs> More specifically, as I mentioned, the Mango Cart Wheat, uh, it's first in a series inspired by the iconic fruit cart vendors of LA, where it gets its name, a light wheat ale bursting with lots of fresh mango flavor and aroma, finishing crisp and refreshing at 4%. And then the Fruit Cart Hard Seltzer Mango is made with real fruit and natural flavors. Like a vacation in Baja, this refreshing low-alcohol seltzer is bursting with bright tropical mango flavor and aroma, also 4%. And with the seltzer they have other flavors as well but uh i have to say golden road brewing might we might see them down the line because they had some really good choices what it looks like so yeah i golden road is one that you see all the time when you live in la it's sort of in that category of like it were like it's you know it's anheuser-busch and you feel the difference from what their mm. beer was to what it is now for sure it's sort of sure. in that that range with like um, what's the one out of Hawaii that I'm thinking of? Kona. Uh, Kona. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with Kona, with um, uh, certainly like uh, Goose Island, you know, b- back right. when it was great before. It. So, it's I put it in that category. Um, but totally, you know, it's it's an example of Anheuser Busch's just uh just doubling down or or seven timesing down on on that <laughs> uh, craft beer corner they have there yeah i mean they're 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 pushing boundaries as much as they can and that's really cool to see um especially with a brewery like this so uh i mean you know an episode maybe definitely if we can find it we'll get our hands on it and i i'm i'm interested in uh at least that mango weed that did sound good so we'll see 
Yeah, yeah, they got some worthwhile. It's some some great Cali Sun beers, as I like to call it. Beers you drink. Beach beers. Yeah, beach beers. There you go. There we go. Okay, so that was kind of happy. So we be to balance us out. We got to go back to sad news. Of course, uh, Paps Brewing Company is unfortunately going to shut down the Pilot House and the Craft Beer brand. We spoke about uh, this new development a couple months ago. Um, they came out with a Paps Captain Paps pilot house um in milwaukee milwaukee wisconsin um and they had their own version of their craft beer um well unfortunately the brewery tap room and event space will permanently close december 21st very sad to see but you know as you all know covid is uh not helping businesses especially not helping breweries um but it's brewing activities in milwaukee are going to move to the company's main office in san antonio so that at least is a positive spin on it. Matt Brune, the uh, general manager of PBR, says, unfortunately, with no signs of the business improving, the company has come to the difficult decision to close the Captain Pabst pilot house operation, effectively December 21st. Over the past few years, Brune told the San Antonio Business Journal, Pabst has been consolidating to bring its staff to a single location. So this was... Didn't help with the pandemic, but it was kind of a matter of time. Um, they have added offices in Dallas, Milwaukee, and L.A. Uh, the brewer announced in September it will move its headquarters from California to Texas. So that sucks, but uh, they're not they're not out yet. Maybe we'll see a resurgence of it, the, the beer. Looked dope. It, it looked really cool. I wanted yeah. to try it. So PBR certainly isn't going anywhere. So uh, you know. <laughs> kidding me 2020 plans changed right finally uh this weekend gross question mark this question we we don't really know this weekend huh uh duclaw brewing has announced that they have partnered with brew pipeline to re-release their sour me unicorn farts in may 2021 for national distribution i (laughs) we're children uh, it's yeah, I mean, how could you not perk up when you yeah, hear the name? It's funny. Uh it's made with a trio of real fruits and edible glitter flex, and it's a sour ale what? crafted to mimic the flavors of the famous fruity pebbles donut from Baltimore based Diablo Donuts. Uh huh. I would like to say this is not the first time I've heard of glitter in beer. And Really? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um I don't think it was this beer the last time I saw it. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yikes. Yeah. You had me at glitter, but back, it was to, you a know. Beer, it was uh, the last time I saw a glittery beer. It was a beer that straight up looked holographic. Like it did <laughs> on the SRM chart. I would put it at like that holographic <laughs> Mewtwo card you got when you were a kid from like McDonald's. <laughs> On the like SRM the one- chart, it's like, <laughs> it's not a number. It's just a symbol. <laughs> it's just, it's just a Pokemon. Um, nice. Now, apparently, this beer is wildly popular. This is the third year in a row that Duclaw is brewing their unicorn farts. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ew. I just love how aggressive you say it. I have to say it as aggressive as possible to get the point across that it's called unicorn farts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a uh, 5.5% ABV beer. It's got 10 IBUs, pours a golden straw color. Features Pilsner, light wheat, and torrified wheat in the grain bill, and the hop variety. Say it with me, Gabe. Tetanang! Yes, sir. Yay! 
So love me some Tetanang. Who doesn't love the Tetanang? I I will have to say I have seen this beer before. I I think I've seen it in City Swigs, but I've definitely seen this beer before. And it's a it's a, an adorable little unicorn on the cover, <laughs> just farting. And it's it's like, oh okay, well I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, what? it literally is. It's just it's kind of like the unicorn is like jumping over the moon. Yeah. And then as he goes, he's just uh, letting out a rainbow of yesterday's meal unicorn gas and uh, i would love someone else to try this and tell me how it is and if they like it i'll give it a shot shit i'll try it i'm game it does i mean it doesn't I'll sound play. bad what, what, no. what was it again let's see um real fruit and edible glitter okay uh <laughs> mimic flavors are famous fruity pebbles like i mean come on if we can drink a jelly donut we can drink fruity pebbles i mean why not why not all right, uh, let's let's get uh, let's get some jazz music going here. Ooh, a little, a little yeah. Toast. Yeah, this this has to be classy because let's get toasty. It's it's our fiftieth anniversary, and that I mean it's our fiftieth anniversary. We've been doing this for fifty years. Damn world. Well, it's fifty episodes, <laughs> but I can't no, wait I that long. Mean. So it's gonna be in wedding years. The, 50, the number 50 is the gold anniversary. So this is our golden episode. That's when you get to 50, that's when you're like, all right, we're probably not going to get a divorce. We got <laughs> yeah. this. We're doing well. Um, this is a toast dedicated to the number 50. Now, according to affinitynumerology.com, the reputable affinitynumerology.com, the number 50 expresses its sense of personal freedom. It is a pursuit of whatever may be of interest at the moment it becomes of interest without resistance from its inner self or from others. 50 likes to talk and play and imagine and have fun, especially when it involves experiencing something it hasn't experienced before, and especially when it involves interactions with people. I think that's very fitting of our podcast. And I want to close this toast with a quote from American businessman, poet, humanitarian, and religious leader Samuel Ullman. Whether 50 or 15, there is in every human being's heart the lure of wonder, the unfailing childlike appetite of what's next, and the joy in the game of living. In the center of your heart and my heart, there is a wireless station. So long as it receives messages of beauty, hope, cheer, courage, and power from humanity and from the infinite, so long you are young. Wow. I I feel like that spoke to me. That was great. It was classy, right? That was very classy. Perfect music, perfect toast to It was a classy one. In. Like I know I know it's only been fifty episodes, but if this was our fiftieth anniversary, like that's a toast worth giving at a anniversary party. That yeah. Standing up, beers in hand, drunk off our ass. <laughs> All right. Uh so we're gonna kick things off with our taproom special segment. This is exciting. Hell we haven't yeah. done this in a little bit. Um so we're gonna go visit sixty seven degrees brewing in Franklin, Massachusetts. As always, with our field recordings, uh, you'll hopefully forgive a little bit of ambient sound, but it just, you know, it, it adds to the uh, experience, if you will. That proves that we were sitting outside, we so were, you we know we can't there. fake it. We didn't, we didn't, like, meet up and, like, you know, show up in Steven's kitchen, like, all right, we're at the brewery. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go for a flight, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk some more. 
Enjoy. Tap Room Special. Hello, everybody. Oh, yeah. We're on a Massachusetts brewery tour today. Because why not? Because it's it's a Sunday. It's the start and of... it just feels right. The Sunday football year. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> okay. Uh, we decided to take a trip up to the Massachusetts area to find uh, a couple breweries that we had our eyes on, and we made our first pit stop at... 67 Degrees Brewing in Franklin, Massachusetts. So we are a little bit outside Boston. Uh, near Foxborough. Yeah, we're like a stone's throw away from where Cam Newton's about to kick off right yeah, now. Yeah, so if you hear a lot of noise, that's the That's bats. why. Um, but this is a new brewery that opened in Franklin uh, this past January, January 2020. And um, they've got a, a, a nice, lovely, secluded, very serene spot out here. Yeah, they're, uh, they are a microbrewery. We are located um, in the back outside. Uh, looks like like a garage like you walk in and there's the tap room and then there's like a garage door and then there's outdoor seating and yep. we're sitting in the outdoor seating Typical area sort of industrial park building yeah and we're literally sitting i don't know 10 feet 10 feet away from, from a the, tank the that tanks. is actively brewing beer at the moment and a hard-working employee good for you sir. so we have earning nice, that money a nice flight in front of us we're going to sample a very colorful assortment yeah wow 67 they're all today. very different looking so so let's we'll, kick things off. We'll with, definitely be able to tell which is which. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we are ready to get into it. Pictures on the ground. Uh, but let's kick things off with the uh, the saison, shall we? We shall. So it is uh, a saison, a Belgian wheat ale. Uh, the malt grain has uh, pale malt, wheat, and caroma uh, malts. And then we've got lemon drop hops in here. Ooh. It clocks in at 6.5% ABV. And uh, let's, these, these let's little, do it. These little flight glasses are perfect, by the way. Uh, we're looking at a, oh, I would say, orangey gold, like dark golden color yeah. scheme to it. A little bit of haze, not too much, um, and very little head or foam at all. Yeah. Pretty much went away right away. Very sweet on the nose. Uh, definitely that lemon is very, very forward. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it's like the uh, typical sort of Saison smells, the banana and all that stuff. Right, with like coriander. With like lemon with squirted on top of, of it. Yeah. Like, like when you go to a restaurant and you order some food and you grab that lemon and it's just that final touch. Yeah, that that's, little, that's that little of, squeeze. Definitely very citrusy. But when you taste it, not so much. It yeah. Tastes, it's very Belgian. It's very Belgian uh, roots. relaxed. A lot of wheat coming off that. Um, some sort of banana starchiness, but not as much as you typically see. I would say it's a little bit more uh, relaxed in the, in the mm-hmm. sort of spicy character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got the multi-earthy, biscuity qualities to it, but they're not as strong mm-hmm. as other ones. Um, but it's definitely like back to its Belgian wheat roots, I would say. Yeah, it's funny. On their website, they it's probably a typo, but it's listed as a hazy IPA. <laughs> Oh, which this is not an IPA. Oh. I mean, it's almost like it's it's got just a little bit less of that sort of 
the Belgian-y characteristics that makes you go. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this smell, this is another one of those, like, smell is one thing, taste is another. Um, how strong was it again? It's 6.5%. 6.5? I don't, doesn't feel like 6.5. No. Yeah, I would feels say, feels a little lighter than it feels like a like a solid five. What I get heavily is just just wheat. The grain, it's yeah. Like the the hops I think are so subtle that there's not a lot of bitterness to balance it out. I think what you really get is that shock topping sort of wheat bread uh, straw characteristic, yeah. with not a lot of fruit or bitterness or much else going on behind it. But it's a really nice, easy summer sipper. I was know? just about to say it is very easy on the palate and the 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 overall booze factor. Um yeah. you know, if you're looking for something light and you're just looking for something to sip on casually, this this is definitely a go-to. A good way to go. Okay, so when I found when when we looked at the menu, I saw this and the little quick little description of it, I said, "Oh yeah, that's one of the beers we're going to get yeah. here." This is the strawberry stroll, and it just looks like strawberry juice, and I'm super pumped for it. It's an IPA with wild strawberry puree and a hint of mango. It's, uh, again, 6.5% ABV. Uh, The malt, we're looking at pale malt, oats, and wheat, and in the hop bill, we have citra, mosaic, and asaka. Now... You're never going to believe this, but guess what it smells like? You're never going to believe this. Uh, strawberries. You are right. Oh how, did you, how did you get that? No way. It's it's a bright, vibrant pink-red color. Oh, like yeah. You can't even put it on the SRM chart because it's just... It's red. I mean, it's it looks like... I don't know, guava juice or something. I was just about to say, it looks like grapefruit or guava juice. Um, oh. A little bit of... Whoa. Holy fruit, Batman. A little bit of... Uh, of head retention, but that it, it has now dissipated. Um, yeah, and on the nose, it's it's just packed with fruit. It's if awesome. I didn't read that this was an IPA, I would look at it and even smell it and think it was a sour. That's well, I was just about to say that I'm surprised it's not a sour. I, yeah. I thought it would be, but I was like, well, strawberry, it looks cool. Let, like, let's try it, and um, it's an IPA, so it's like even up, even more up our alley. So. Because all you get on the nose is the fruit. You don't really get a lot of hops. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. That's complex. AF. There's a lot. Oh, okay. First off, love this. Okay, so the bitterness I'm finally getting lingering in the back end. But, I mean, you're definitely getting the strawberry and fruit flavors. It's It's... This okay, so this tastes like a six point five. Yeah, and it's it's got because of those hops that are in there, especially the azaka. Like I think the um, the citra and mosaic thing kind of amps up the fruitiness, and then the azaka adds a nice bite to it. There's a serious bitterness. Yeah, there in the way that like oh, when man. I think of when I think of wild strawberries that maybe have aged, there is a little bit of sort of a darker, sweeter flavor to it. I think that I get that off this for sure. This like is th- like. Hints of mango, yes. Yes, definitely. Hints, hints of guava. Mm-hmm. This is uh, my kind of weird stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I, like I feel like this is the type of drink that, or type of beer that someone comes up to you and goes, "Hey, I got something for you to try. <laughs> try this," and you're like, "What the hell is this? It looks like juice." And then you try it and yeah. you go, "What is this?" And it's funny because it's like, it's it is again. I mean, you know, I feel like I say this all the time, but this really is the kind of thing where it's like, maybe I. Uh, want 
something lighter on the beers. Like maybe I want it's the middle of the day and I want like a fruity sort of soury thing. Yeah. But I'm not in the mood for a sour. I really want like that IPA bite at the same time. I just don't want it to be heavy. Right. That's, this is that's this what is this is, you know? this is more than refreshing, but it's for all the IPA fans. It's still got this slight bite to it. Yeah. So it keeps you. It keeps you wanting more, but at the same time, it'll scratch the, I want something, not I want to get drunk, but I want to, I want something that's going to deliver, have some bite to some it. Bite. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Like it's, it really is great. And the color is just makes it super attractive on the eyes. It's, yeah. it's light on the eyes. Right, right away when you look at it, you go, oh, that's going to be something different. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was like, Let, let's add that to the flight. Yeah, we knew from the menu and, and we were not wrong. Um, I love the super laid back casual vibe here. Yeah. This is a brewery, like I said, they started in January and that's what it feels like. It feels like a place that's uh, young, in the throes of it. Uh, you know, we're going to talk more on the mics about, you know, how they got started and everything. Um but it's very family oriented. It's very dog oriented, uh, dog oriented for sure. A lot of their beers have, you know, retriever IPA. Like there's yeah. a lot of, uh, dog stuff in the name, you know, clearly yeah. dog lovers. And any, any time you're at a brewery and you're sitting 10 feet away from the tanks, I mean, it's just got this intimate vibe to it and it just makes you feel almost at home. Yeah. If you're, if you're inside at the bar, you're also just looking at the tanks and it's not even oh. sectioned off. It's like right there in yeah. front of you. You know? there, are, there are no secrets. It's happening right in front of us. They also are really into art. Like you walk in and there's there's art hanging all on the walls that is you know up for sale. So it looks like an art gallery on the. But right. it's like on a brick wall, so it makes it even. It, it's got like sort of like a Brooklyn vibe to it, it. It really does have a Brooklyn vibe to it, even though we're, we're in a suburb of Boston. We're nowhere near there, but mm-hmm. um, you know sometimes. To get good beer, you have to make a trip out of it. That's and, and we're here to make the trip for you, so that we can tell you about the beer, and you can decide if it's worth you making a trip. See, exactly. we're people helping people here on the hot. Next up, we're gonna have to cleanse the palate for this one because um, we're doing something totally different. We are we are jumping on the other side of the. We're going the other direction. We're going in a completely different rec- direction. Uh, we are drinking the black, black IPA. IPA. Uh, and it's uh, 5.7% IPA, and I can't tell you a whole lot more than that um, because oh boy, the information on this one is a little limited, so we're going to just take a guess at what hops we think are in here. Okay. Smell that. The first thing that comes to your mind, just say it. What is it? Coffee. Okay. You want to know what's crazy? First thing I smell? Weed. <laughs> I'm not lying. Why, why is that? I have no idea. Well, it's probably got some dank hops in there. It, it's hoppy for sure. Uh, I'm definitely getting a little bit of the coffee, but yeah, that was like, wow. I don't know why that would come to be, but here we are. <laughs> you know, I really love black IPAs. I think it's a slept on style. A black IPA is what happens when you mix uh, a nice, you know, hop bill a you know blend of hops that you would consider to make you know a typical ipa Mm -hmm. that nice bitterness the bite all of that stuff that we like on the palate and you mix that with roasted malt so that the color of the beer becomes black yeah this is jet black we're looking at definitely a 40 on the srm chart whichever chart you're looking at um but yeah it smells consistent it smells hoppy as hell it does smell very hoppy and it's a hoppiness that is um 
not so much citrusy. It's more like piney, earthy. Yeah. Uh, Def- definitely roasted malts for sure. The roasted malts are there, but I mean, just the hop bill itself, it's very piney, it's earthy. It kind of makes me think that this is, you know, what kind of hops are in here? You know, maybe a Zaka, maybe... Sad. <laughs> maybe sad. <laughs> uh, this is the type of beer that puts hair on your chest. Yeah, and it's very fucking different from that strawberry. I can tell you that already. Let's jump in. Yeah, so like, picture like, I don't know, a Guinness or an Irish stout, and then amp up the bitterness to the level of a low percentage uh, ABV IPA, maybe like a, you know, a dogfish head 60 minute. Like mm-hmm. put that amount of bitterness into the malt base of like an Irish stout. Boom. I would say that and also to remove the creamy effect of a Guinness or a Murphy stout because it's not creamy. And yeah, these are, and these, this is not nitro carbonated. Right. Yeah. Nothing like that, yeah. but it's got many similar characteristics and I, I wouldn't say it reminds me of a Guinness or a Murphy stout, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's that it's, roasted malt character. It's right? like it's cousin, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's the, yeah, the roasted malts are definitely there. It's definitely very, very solid. Um, it's not, it's it's carbonated. It's not too bad. Um, I would say the mouthfeel is pretty small to medium-ish. Um, but I don't taste a lot of bitterness, and I'm not mad about that. It's just my take on it. But I do taste the bitterness, but it's like there's a dark, biscuity, chocolatey, coffee-y <laughs> bitterness associated with roasted malt. And then there's a piney bite bitterness associated yeah, with hops and th- i think that both of those bitter flavors are there but this tastes like okay have you ever had a zeppole uh-uh. it's like a, a an italian pastry and it's got like either vanilla or chocolate like uh cream in the middle okay and it usually comes with a cherry that's what i'm getting from this it's 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 like a zeppole i i hope i'm not saying that wrong my italian brothers and sisters will kill me if it's wrong but you you know what I'm talking about. It tastes like a chocolate Italian pastry. You have a sister? Not that I know of, but <laughs> we'll see. Anything can happen. Um, yeah, I think that uh, as it as my mouth sort of sits with it, uh, I get left with um, that sort of roasted malt flavor behind me um, as get, they hose down the. Brew. I was just about to say you can hear them hard at work. Yes, yeah. that's that's great. Yeah, I get left with that roasted malt sort of after chocolate, after coffee flavor yep. lingering in the back. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, le- that's what left my mouth. Um, but when it's in your mouth, I definitely get some a little bit of fruitiness. I think maybe it's just because you said it, but a little bit of cherry comes through. A little mm. bit of, um, you know, some some delicate sort of citrusy, hoppy notes come through. Uh, again, if I had to guess the hops that are in here... I wouldn't even know. I don't know, but something yeah. something more bitter. Yeah, than, I, like, I would agree like, with that. Um, like I said, I don't taste the bitter too much, but it's definitely there. It's not not there. Um, but yeah, roasted malt is the star of the show, I would say. Yeah, but not in the way that it would be in a stout. You know, that's why I like black IPAs because they're they're like right stouts it's, with it's, something else. It's the stout. It's the cousin of the stout. Yeah, in right. my opinion, um, we've got one more. Um, and it's, uh, kind of getting a little, kind of going back to the classic IPA style ish. 
Um, this place does do a lot of IPAs, and we wanted to get one in here, and then we're going to do one back on the mics. But uh, this one is the Route 140 New England IPA. So this is a hazy, unfiltered, citrusy, fruity aroma, dry hopped. Uh, in the malt bill, we have pale malt oats and wheat again, and in the hops, we have citra, mosaic, and azaka. So if you didn't catch on to that, uh, it's basically identical to the strawberry one without the strawberry. Without the strawberry, yeah, that's interesting. And I guess I guess the name is based off of actually Route 140 here in Massachusetts. Yeah, which is... Couldn't tell you where, where, it, we're sitting. where it goes or what's on it, but... Um, you know, there it's this is a homegrown beer for sure. Uh, Six point seven percent ABV. Nice BT dubs. Now, when Pumped. you call it a hazy New England, and I look at it, I don't. I wouldn't call this hazy. Cloudy. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. A little bit. This is it's it's yeah. I would call it cloudy, not hazy. Yeah, I mean, it's I can almost see through it. It kind of looks a little bit darker than the saison. This yeah. is more of a deeper orange color. Um, but yeah, it's not like. The typical New England IPAs, but we're still pumped to drink it. A little bit of lacing, a good ring around the glass. Orange peel on the nose, hop on the nose. Yep, definitely citrusy hoppiness for sure. I think I'm getting a little banana. Lemon, some tangerine. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, you get the sense this is going to be a citrusy IPA. But the bitterness, you know, the the hoppiness is there. You definitely get some bitter. You get the hops. They come through on on the nose. I don't get much malt at all. Yeah, no, I would say I'd get definitely get more hops than anything. Yeah, it's huh. an I, that's an IPA. It's an IPA. Uh, less citrusy than a lot of New England's I've had. This is not... You know what? I wouldn't characterize this as juicy. I would characterize it no. as citrusy. But when you think of New England IPA, you typically think juicy, and you think of these milkshake IPAs and these IPAs that are so hazy yeah. they look like juice. Not the case here. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I... I I mean, this is the fourth beer we've had in the flight, so my palate may be a little tainted, if you will, at this point. But um, yeah, it's it tastes very, like, I don't know that I'm getting a lot of flavor. I'm just getting very, like, okay, hops, bitterness, IPA. Like, I know what it is. If, if you were to ask me what hops are in it or what, or well, you said what hops are in it, but like what ingredients were made citrusy wise, wouldn't be able to tell you, but it smells very orange lemon peel ish. So that should kind of take you in the direction. The flavors you get are, uh, definitely mango. It's kind of funny. Cause like, because I said, it's the same malt bill and hop bill as the strawberry. And it's sort of like that mango characteristic that is in the strawberry one is in this as well. Um, this is like everything the strawberry is just without the strawberry puree. And uh, it's not very hazy, juicy. It's it's very drinkable. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, you know, yeah. If, if you like IPAs. But if you're looking for, okay, I like IPAs, but I don't like bitter. I really like New England IPAs because I like the juiciness. They have other New England IPAs that I think will scratch that itch more than this one. Yeah, this definitely has the lingering bitterness. Um which isn't bad. It's just, it's definitely present and it's there. So if that's not your style, then, uh, look elsewhere. But, um, overall solid fucking flight. Yep. Solid flight. We had dive. Exactly. We had all different kinds and all right. Uh, you ready to rank these bad boys before we head back to the mic? I am ready to rank them. And I think that you're in my rankings will be, the same, but I'm going to go first. That way I can claim originality. <laughs> uh, at number four, 
the Saison. Okay. Saison is number four. It was it was good, very drinkable, um, but a little bit low on flavor to me, a little bit more mm-hmm. watery than a lot of Saisons I've had. Yep. And um, again, that adds to the drinkability, but that's why it's number four. Number three, I'm going to put the 140. This is where you and I may differ. Okay. The 140, I'm going to put there only because, you know, as, as IPAs go, it's really good. As New England IPAs go, it's uh, not the most New Englandy New England I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But for me, who's, as I've said on the mics, kind of tired of the New England style, I think that's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, I like it. Uh, I really just wanted to give the Black IPA number two because it's a style I just don't see very much, and I'm happy right. that they're doing it. Yeah, and uh, it's intriguing and it's full of flavor, and I'm just in a flavor mood, I guess. Which leaves number one, Golden Prize, going to what I'm sure will be your Golden Prize as well. Oh, uh, you're not the wrong. The Strawberry Stroll. Nice, nice. Um, we're almost similar. There's one thing I'm going to change, and you might be surprised, but that's just where I'm at. Uh, number four. I'm going to do the 140 because I think although the Cezanne was light and kind of, you know, uh, not as crazy, quote unquote, um, I think the 140, and maybe it's just my palate at this point, but the, the 140 to me was a little on the simple side, although it wasn't made simple. It's a nice hearty IPA, but I didn't get much flavor, which brings me to number three would be my the Saison because yeah. I, I felt like there was a, just a little bit more flavor and more eye-catching things in that for me. So four, number four is 140, number three is the Saison, number two, black IPA, loved the roasted malts, but yeah, my number one, and maybe I had decided this before we even ordered it but my number one has to be a strawberry it's it's fun it's different it's exciting it's enticing it makes you want to drink more and it's got a lot of flavor to it and it's just you know you don't see that a lot so yeah yeah it might be worth a can to go home it's definitely going to be a can to go home uh, (laughs) along with the other one um that we are going to drink back on the mics yeah i'm super excited about this brewery i'm so glad that we made the trip to come here uh i'm so glad we're here at this moment because it's nice it's just such a nice time here and i can't wait to talk about you know how this place got started to see a young brewery that opened in january of this year that has been able to pull through doing well you know we'll, we'll give more of their origin story more of their what they have on tap what's in the future for them how they're doing we'll talk all about that stuff but uh yeah 67 degrees 67 degrees well done franklin massachusetts get here get some beers get a flight get some merch get some snacks they have it all buy some art off the wall and you can buy some art bring your dogs they're welcome all right guys well we will see you back on the mics and um stay classy out there Cheers. I love that place so much. Yeah, that place was dope. Um, I, I... I still remember that strawberry one. Oh, oh dude, I oh. I still have one in my fridge. Oh man, it's so good. For you. good. It's I like, killed those when I got back to New York. It's shocking how like I mean, it's just it's the weird combination of like strawberry and fruitiness, and like it, when you see a beer that color, 
picks on the gram. It should be a sour, but then you drink it yeah. and it's an IPA and it just is yeah. like. Yeah. It was right up our alley of like creation, taste, flavor, bite, just to not like it. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, so good. All right. Let's move on to the Forge Park West Coast IPA. And I'm excited for this one because y'all know. Steven loves him a West Coast IPA. It's it's a Wester, all right. And it's they're hard to find these days. So uh this yeah. one uh it is a six point five percent ABV uh and untapped has it at three point five two. We don't have any uh ratings from Beer Advocate um because it's a fairly new beer, but I can tell you that uh it's unfiltered, uh it's got a nice hop bite to it or is advertised to have one anyway. And the malt uh, bill has pale malt and caramalt in here. And then we've got Columbus and Citra hops. And it was named after the last stop on the MBTA commuter rail line in Franklin and Bellingham. So, uh, I had, a, I got a nice soft little pillowy head on mine and I poured it a little while ago. Uh, some good head retention, about an inch thick. Yeah, I had a solid head retention and a lot of foam when I first poured it. And uh, it's receded, but we got some good lacing around the glass. It looks like nice and sticky, like those hops are doing their job. On the SRO chart, I would put it around, uh, yeah, 15, 17-ish. And it's like... Dark dark orange. mm -hmm. And it's like... What do you always say? It's not hazy, it's cloudy. Cloudy, yeah. Yes. There's a difference between, there, there's a solid difference between those. Um, but yeah, I would call this cloudy. And it's because it's unfiltered, uh, but it's definitely not the haziness of a hazy IPA. Right. I don't know what I'm smelling. I, do I smell like sweetness and fruit? I do. I definitely do get, wow. get uh, some sweeter citrus. I would say like melon like uh i get like cantaloupe and like honeydew melon i was yeah it's i don't know if i'm getting like tropical but i'm getting melon honey i'm getting like that ballpark yeah i'm getting like um like maybe some orange juice like a more bitter orange juice smell like i'm not getting a whole lot of hop on the smell like whereas with a a lot of west coast ipas i would typically expect to be hit with like pine and resin Right. I think it's there, it's very subtle, but it's not mm. a lot. Like it's it's definitely, uh, you know, it's one of those beers where citra hops, um, citra hops are doing what citra hops do, right? They they kind of when they're there, they're there. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I couldn't agree more. I was gonna say like I do smell a little bit of the hops, but it's it's very like it is not the star of the show. It's it's all the way in the back, um, but it's definitely there. But yeah, it's it's more pleasantly sweet than i thought it was gonna be so if you're like someone who's been drinking ipas your whole life enter Mm. my dad um like if you're that like this is this is right in line with what you want to smell off your beer it's a 6.5 percenter it's not crazy ibv there's nothing crazy or wild happening here and it's not hazy like it's not the new trend of hazy ipa like this is like right down the line Right. And from from the taproom special, you could tell, you know, we visited the brewery a little while ago and, um, you know, we've we've been sitting on these beer on this beer, the Forge Park. And 
I, I like always saw it. And I was like, okay, Forge Park, West Coast IPA. Yeah, totally. We're going to get to it and we'll do it. And then I picked up the beer and I was like, oh, that's right. It's a West Coast style. And I got very, very excited because it's been a while since I've had a West Coast and I like mm. really do love the the uh um the style and i know you do as well so it's like yes. refreshing in the best way so i'm pumped yeah let's get let's, into it let's do it there are those hops there they are hello hops welcome in yep 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 but you know what the first yeah. thing i got in the mouth which is interesting because of all the sweet citrus we were talking about the first thing i got was grapefruit and when i smelled it i didn't get mm. grapefruit when i smelled it i got more melon like it was a softer citrus than that but the first thing to hit my palate up front was grapefruit. And then you swallow, it goes to the back, your bitter taste buds take over, and it's just hop from there. And it's just 100%. Like pine, I'm, resin. Um, I'm getting a little banana. I'm getting, you know what I'm getting is um, like yeast and grain. Like I think the malt is pretty prevalent here, both on the nose and in the mouth. And I'm getting some rye, like almost like, Almost if you had like a rye whiskey as opposed to a bourbon, like very Ooh. subtle, but that's in the back of my mouth. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I I would agree to that to some extent. Um, I'm definitely getting the the um, you know, a little bit of that resin, that hoppiness. Um, yeah, I, I I taste the yeastiness. That's in the back end. That's when you swallow it. But yeah, I think up front. I'm getting more melon and I don't know, I'm getting a little bit of banana and I don't know if I should be, but um, that's what I'm getting first. And then I'm getting all the yeast and the maltiness um, as it goes down. But um, I hear what you're saying about rye. That's interesting. No, I think that like, I see where you're getting banana. Like I, to me, it isn't banana as much, but it's, um, it's almost as if there was Pilsner malt in here. Like it's that kind of yeah. thing up front in the front there's like a a sweetness a graininess like i said the malt bill is really prevalent in here which a lot of times with ipas it just completely goes out the window and and this one doesn't and i think that's to its credit honestly like it's this is not a it's a west coast ipa yeah but it's not a hot bomb it's not at all you know what's very interesting is i'm glad we're drinking this now as opposed to the flight back when we did it. And the reason I say that is because it's very, very solid. I really like it. I like the flavors that come from it. But because of the strawberry and the black IPA and the Saison and whatnot, because of those flavors kind of mixing, even though like we had water to like cleanse the palate and whatnot, mm-hmm. I feel like most of the flavors in this would get lost in a flight with those kind of crazy creations. And so I'm glad that this is, a, is, is its own beast. You know, it's a standalone, like you're, I'm able to get so much more of the flavors out alone rather than, okay, you know, you drink the strawberry and then you drink that. Like you would lose everything with this. Yeah. Either that, or this would just completely overwhelm any other beers you were drinking, I guess. Right. But, yeah. Um, I think that's true. I mean, when I think back, you know, that that flight, as we said, it was it was a little while ago. And um, the most memorable beer there, we alluded to it earlier, was the strawberry for me. I can mm. still taste it. Like, Same. I all I had was that little, you know, taster glass that we got of it. And to this day, I can distinctly remember what that beer tastes like. 
Uh, we said it when we were there. We were like, we're definitely getting a four pack of this to come home. Like 100%. Yeah, because it was, it was delicious. Yeah. And um, the black IPA was really a standout as well. Um, the Belgium was, was really solid. The least memorable one to me was the New England IPA just because yeah. it, it was not not good. It just was like. That's what I'm saying, though. Like when you compare it to the other three, it's just fourth. Yeah, it just was like. You know what I mean? It, it like you said, like it got lost. Like it's exactly what you're saying would have happened yeah. with this beer. Like it got lost in the mix of a bunch of other stuff that was just way more standout than it. So uh, I agree. I'm glad that we took this home. I am glad I have another can of it waiting for me. Now, I want to talk about 67 Degrees a little more because we did talk about some stuff when we were at the brewery. Yes. Um, but 67 Degrees, uh, as I said a few times, they opened in January of this year. They're located in the Franklin Industrial District. Uh, as we alluded, alluded to, they're very near Foxborough Stadium, whatever the stadium is called. Gillette? It's Gillette, right? Gillette Stadium, yeah. Also too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, I but know, you brought I know. it up. I'll, I'll bring it up. I don't care, but no, I'm kidding. Yeah, but that, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Boy. I had beer that night. It got me through and here we are. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll pour a little beer out for the Chargers historic loss last night. Anyway, um, they're very near that and uh, they are... They call themselves a microbrewery with a taproom that isn't afraid to display their love of the IPA, which is very true. Uh, they're started by Olivier Edouard. I hope I'm saying that right. His name looks very French. It, yeah. Like, but he manages the business with his three cousins, uh, Dutch Edouard, Robbins Edouard, and Larry Lucian, and also a longtime friend, Arnold Kazow. I hope I didn't just butcher all their names, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> we apologize. Uh, Olivier moved to Franklin with his wife and three kids in 2016. Um, they wanted to create a brewing venture. They have a love of beer going back to college and beyond. At, and and don't we all? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he just he just loved Franklin. Um, he moved. He's originally from Haiti, uh, and he knew that he just knew that I guess it's just where he lives. It's where his kids go to school. He loves the area, and he just knew that Franklin was where he wanted to uh, to open his spot, and he did. And he's very close to Crew Brew, another brewery we've had on this show. Uh, and when we went to Crew Brew, the owner of 67 Degrees was at Crew Brew buying beer for his spot. So there's a nice little like brewing community up there. Yeah, we, the- we saw him, and we were like, oh, hey. And he was like, oh, hey. Yeah, you, like we, you guys <laughs> were just at my spot. We <laughs> like, had it just was great. been there. Yeah, yeah, um, it's just a a great little like weird pocket of amazing breweries and amazing yeah. beer in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we we literally were like, all right, let's go to Massachusetts. Let's go on a brewery tour. Like, why not? We'll just find awesome spots. And we were like looking up great, you know, places in the area, and they were all pretty much close enough to each other. Who knew? Like, we had no idea. We, you know, I. I've spent some time in Massachusetts, but like, I don't, you know, we don't like live there. And so who knew we would be in this own little pocket of, like you it's said, just, Massachusetts. Yeah. It's just like funny because Massachusetts, you know, it's, it's not a giant state, but it's a pretty big state. And you go to like this one area where we were, which is not, I mean, it's not Springfield. It's not Boston. It's Foxborough. Like it's, it's pretty far from Boston. Yeah. Actually, it's in the middle of nowhere. And for some reason, that's where like 
a bunch of really dope family run, like really ground up breweries, like the kind of breweries we love to profile on the show. 67 degrees is an example of that. Crew brew is an example of that. And, um, we got to go to some other ones there too. Like this, these weren't the only two we went to up there. When it comes to the name 67 degrees, it refers to the temperature essential for creating a beer's alcohol content and carbonation. Um, Olivier says it's the optimal temperature to brew fermented ales. Um, so the name kind of stemmed from that. They are currently working with a 3000 square foot building. Um, as we saw when we were there for our tap room special, we had a beautiful seat outside in the sun, uh, you know, drinking the flight, uh, they had the football game on, they had, you know, the, the doors were open, they were safe, COVID friendly, COVID friendly. Does that compute with it? You, you know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sound, I don't COVID. know why it just sounded weird, but, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, they're, they're a great brewery. And, uh, you know, we, it was, it was our, actually our first stop on the brewery, on mm-hmm. the Massachusetts brewery tour. And it was a, perfect way to start off like and, and they, they're very dog friendly too. bring your dogs go to the brewery oh yeah big time and uh like we said in the taproom special it we ha- it was opening day of the nfl season really when we were there yeah and so i'm outside watching the packers game on my phone <laughs> and the guy comes out and he's like hey guys yeah. like we got the game on inside it's like the <laughs> patriots game like like i'm sorry i don't i can't care i gotta i gotta sit out here with my phone <laughs> yeah. and watch the pack if with- i if i remember correctly Packers were playing the Vikings and the Pats were playing the Dolphins. That's a. I don't know why I remember that. I can't remember what specific. I can't remember what I had for breakfast two days ago, but I can remember that (laughs) shit. Oh my god, it makes sense. But I had to go with the pack on the on the phone yesterday. I watched the Packers in Spanish, so you can't question my commitment. I'm going to watch them if I can. That's how you know Stephen commits. (laughs) He would rather watch in Spanish than not at all. And hey. I, I support that. I would have done the same thing if I Yeah, and you know was what the alternative was? The Patriots game. And who did the Patriots play? The they Chargers. played us. I could have watched and, uh, that atrocity in English, <laughs> but I had to watch the Packers in Spanish. The weirdest part of that was that they kept cutting to like, you know, like it was in Spanish, but whenever they cut away to like, uh, like Tracy Wolfson or like whenever they did like the Jim Nance, Tony Romo stuff, yeah. like that was all the same. So in English, it wasn't in English, but it would just show pictures of those people or it would show her talking with like no sound. So like you would see like the game break, they'd go away. They'd be like, hey, this team scored a touchdown. Anyway, back to Jim Nance. And then it would come on in Spanish. And my dad was like, (laughs) is Jim Nance doing this in Spanish? And I was like, (laughs) that would be really impressive. (laughs) Jim Nance decided to throw the the network a (laughs) curveball and said, I'm going to try. I'm going to try something new. Tony Tony Romo. We're going to Espanol today. Tony Roma would just sit there and stare at him like, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, all right. So beers that they have on tap, we've mentioned a bunch of them, um, but they do have a, a love of the IPA there. They've also got some fun stuff, though. I would love to try their Wee Heavy Scotch Ale. Wee Heavy. Whew. I would love to try their Calypso Single Hop IPA. They got a double IPA called the Proximity. They got a Golden Ale. They got an Autumn Red Amber. Um, so, oh my God, I never noticed this. The black IPA on the can, it's like a tuxedo with like a bow tie. Oh, that's incredible. I love that's that. That's really cool. I wish we'd gotten that can. Damn it. <laughs> I, yeah, they have some, it's, they've got a really diverse lineup of beers for, for a brewery that started in January. Um, you know, they've got 
single hop IPAs, double IPAs, and IPAs, New England IPAs, right? But then Arctic Winter Ale brewed with a hint of peppermint. Now that is that, something that would be perfect for right now. That's wild. Wow. That's, that's almost worth going back, to be honest. Uh, yo, you say you say the word. Oh, they're amber ale. They got an amber ale. Autumn red amber. Ugh. You say yeah. the word. I'm ready to go back. That, that place was dope. Yeah, it was just this great, like, little spot with, like we said in the in the Tavern Special, artwork for sale, you know, like, yeah. great culture, and then a nice, like, bar, and then the nice outdoor area, and you could hear in the, in the segment, we were, like, sitting next to them actively brewing beers. Just... Yeah, a really tremendous place that I I highly recommend uh, if you can find their beer, if you can get your hands on their beer. Obviously, they're not distributing very much like you're probably going to have to go to them, really. Um, But it is worth it. They have some great beer. It's a great business to support. It's a, a local business, a family-run business. Everyone was so nice. You can bring your dog. You can bring friends. Um, I did read on the site that kids are welcome. Um, I know they had like crayons or something, so you can let them color while you drink your beer. <laughs> you can just go sit in the corner, John. Yeah, exactly. And before we get out of here for our to, to continue celebrating our 50th episode or anniversary... Um, we have a fun topic like we always do, and this we're just gonna. I guess we're just gonna vent a little bit about the fact <laughs> yeah. that we can't get our hands on the PS Five. <laughs> yeah, or or the new Xbox, but um, apparently people really want to play video games because. So you know the classic like sleep out, camp out outside the store and wait a couple days. Oh yeah, like it's classic. It happens. People wait. You know, Black Friday, all that stuff. People nowadays are bringing their beds from home putting them outside of like GameStop just to get a PS5 and I have to say I am an avid video game player advocate I love video games I play them to this day I don't know if sleeping outside is worth it I I am sorry I'm not a big video game guy. Like I'm working on an N64 and I'm perfectly content with that. Hell yeah. But I can genuinely say I, I I can't I can't think of anything I would sleep on a sidewalk outside of a GameStop for almost at all. I, I don't think there's one product I could think of that would be so worth it to me that I would do that. What about Monopoly? Free. If all you have to do is just show up at 6 a.m. and get it, would you sleep outside for I it? Would, I would absolutely not do that. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I got to be honest no. with you. I got to be honest with you. I introduced Steven to the PlayStation uh, Monopoly not too long ago, and it's, it's just been so much fun. Surprisingly but addictive. It's, it's crazy how much fun it is. But, yeah, I just, like – I, I don't know. Like I, 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 okay. So I tried to help a friend. We, we, uh, we both did this. We both did this. And we both had the same experience. You tried to get it as well. Like yeah. going on the website at Wal. First of all, walmart.com. They had them for sale at 9 PM at eight fifty nine and 59 seconds. They were like sold out. Like we literally clicked the button and it was like, nope. Yeah. And that it was, was just- a joke. And I'm sure plenty of people were on this train with us, but like, they announced they're going to have it on the website, and at eight fifty nine, like it wasn't even nine o'clock yet, and it's already sold out. Like, yeah, what the? F- I'm convinced it was a ploy to just get everyone to visit the site because when I was trying to help G get the PS4, he was like doing it on his computer, I was doing it on his phone. Um, 
now he keeps getting emails and messages from Walmart being like, sorry you couldn't get the PS5, but look at what else we have. And I was like, see, right there, that yeah. marketing director was like, I got a plan, boss. And they were like, yes, Terry, you had something. It's and just he was between, like, I got this. Between you, me, my whole family, you and G, between all of us, I can speak to about, I would say collectively, 10 to 12 devices. 10 to 12 separate devices over various Wi-Fis. We're all trying to get onto that Walmart.com thing. And I know <laughs> that's 10 to 12 out of millions, but for not even one to be able to like kind of get through to like even add it to the cart and try, like that's Literally. ridiculous. Literally. It's ridiculous. Like, and it's not like nine o'clock hit, you refresh, you click it, click it, click it. You're about to check out. Oh, they sold out. Well, that happens because it's fast. I'm talking... Nine, like nine o'clock and zero seconds sold out. And GameStop apparently only has two of each. They've got two PS5s and two new Xboxes. And my question is like, I, I just don't understand why they're not making, like, you know, people are going to buy it. Just make a shitload of them. I have no idea. I, I like, <laughs> honestly, I can't, like, maybe if they said the COVID vaccine was like, you had to camp out for that, I might. <laughs> I you have to, sleep you have the to get sidewalk. the COVID vaccine at walmart.com at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> That's like the only thing I could think. Like, I can't think of any material thing I would sleep on the sidewalk outside of GameStop for. Other yeah. than, like, if you told me, we've talked about Pliny the Younger on this show multiple times. I wouldn't sleep on the sidewalk for Pliny the Younger. And I really want to try no. that beer, but I'm not going to sleep on the sidewalk for it. It'll come to me when it comes to me. It, exactly. <laughs> I my, my thing is, like... It, when it's meant to be... The universe will spiral it into my the, glass. The universe will put that beer <laughs> yeah. in front of my face at some point in my life, and I will drink it, and I will be perfectly content to do that. But until then, I got a PS4 right now. I, I'm love. I'm chilling. Like I, I don't need the PS5 right now. If I get it for Christmas, that would be great. But like I'm not. No, that's yeah. That's and I too got an much. N64, and honestly, I'll make it work. <laughs> Steven and I had a badass this is quick we had a badass marathon of monopoly games and i i think we're still tied between across board game and ps4 <laughs> ps4 we were, and then when the power went out because of a yeah. storm we switched to the board game but here's i don't remember exactly what the score was but here's what i do know i know if i was losing in that score it would have stuck with me all this time so i'm pretty sure we were tied <laughs> Because otherwise, it would Your still pride be. Your would have just been eating yeah. you away at night. <laughs> oh, we got to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us for round 50. And shout out to all the people who made it through 50, all 50 episodes with us. Wow. Uh, subscribe to us on all the things. Uh, send us rate and reviews. Send us an email. Keep in touch with us. We'll be back next week for round 51. And let me tell you something. You, you don't want to miss next week. Next week is a big deal. <sighs> Next week, um, if you thought we were terrified for other episodes, I'm nervous for this one. But you do not want to miss next week. I kind of want to miss next week, but I have to be here. Please stay safe, stay healthy, support local businesses, support local breweries. Uh, as we always say, we'll get through this together. We love you guys. Peace, love, and happiness. Cheers, everybody.